We're talking about the building blocks of faith. And right now we're in the first segment of that, talking about what faith is. The Lord was really stirring me and speaking to me about this series that he was going to make things very simple with people. What's rampant in our circles is what we would call, or actually John Wesley was the one who coined that phrase, mental assent. And so many Christians, their mind will agree with the word of God, but that's as far as they go. And faith is never birthed because faith is of the heart. So we want to talk about that today. We've spent two weeks building up to a lot of things, defining faith. And we've got to the point now where we could actually open up to Hebrews chapter 11 in verse 1 and talk about it. So we saw in the last two weeks, and if you haven't been here or if you've only listened while you were sitting here, want to encourage you to get online and outline those messages. Make them yours so that you can disciple people. We see with faith, what is it? Number one, we saw that faith is to be a lifestyle, not an event. The Bible says five times, the just shall live by faith. Now to live by faith, faith comes, we're going to see how faith comes. We're going to see that faith comes by hearing the word of God, not by listening to it, not by listening to it with no intent to do it, but by hearing it. So when you hear the word of God, and what I mean by that is you come and you have ears to hear. That means that I reverence, I honor, and I respect the word above everything else in my life. And I'm in a position now when I hear it, I will act on it and continue in it. That's when you will hear God's word. And when you hear his word on the inside of you, the faith of God is there. And we're going to see today that the faith of God is what brings substance to the unseen things that we are hoping for. And it's very important. We receive through faith everything that God has already given to us by grace. It's how we get saved, and it's how we receive everything. So we see that faith is to be a lifestyle. Another definition of faith was that faith pleases God. The Bible says without faith it's impossible to please him, right? Then we went on and saw that faith is the means by which you receive. We just said that, right? It's the means. It's, how, it's what brings substance to what you're believing God for. You might not be able to see physical healing, right? It's unseen. It's not now, it's, it, it's not here where you can see it and it's not yet, but faith will reach into the unseen realm based on God's word and will bring it into your life. That's how it works. It's how it all works. Faith, we saw, does not waver ever See, mental ascent, this is what mental ascent, and you'll be able to locate yourself when you've been in it. Mental ascent will agree in your mind with the word of God. You'll hear it and go, yeah, that's right. There's a lot of people that literally will hear that Jesus died for their sins, and they'll go, you know what, yeah, you know, I believe that. I choose to believe that. 
and they will mentally agree with it, but it will not produce salvation because there's no faith. They don't put corresponding action to their beliefs. So, so this is, and this is what happens. So in the realm of healing, let's say, we, there's, a, there's a healing anointing here today. So if you're mental assenting to scriptures like, well, <clears throat> he redeemed me from the curse of the law, which includes all sickness and disease. He sent his word and healed me, Psalm, healed me, Psalm 107, 20. You start to say things like that, right? <clears throat> then you're sitting here going, you know, Isaiah 53, man. He bore, my, he bore my sickness and carried my pain. With his stripes, I am healed. Looking back to the cross, 1 Peter 2, 24, by whose stripes I was healed. Right, all of these scriptures, I agree with those in my mind. But what happens if you never meditate on those scriptures and get them in your heart where you hear those scriptures come off and speak to you in your heart? What will happen is the moment a symptom goes a different direction or you get a different diagnosis or things don't seem in the natural like they're working out, you will instantly start doing this. This is what mental assent does. <clears throat> well, I wonder, maybe it's not God's will to heal me. And, you know, well, maybe, maybe there's just there's something... Maybe God's using this to teach me about this, about something in my life, or, you know, maybe it's not God's will to heal everybody. You'll start questioning things based upon everything that you're seeing in the natural. But when faith is in your heart, you never waver. You don't waver. Faith never wavers. Faith never wavers. Not sometimes wavers, it never wavers. If you're wavering, you're not in faith. <clears throat> so don't play church. Go back and start hearing the word more, and you'll get in faith, right? Faith is the condition that comes from having believed. Faith is a settled condition, we said, whereby what you believe is already done. You are settled at the fact. See, today... Your healing is already done. Does that make sense? Not going to be. It's already done. It was actually done before you even showed up on the earth. I love that. And then we finished up by saying that faith is a spiritual law. Faith is a spiritual law. We have, we have physical laws. You know, the law of gravity is a physical law. Faith is a spiritual law. That means it works the same way every time for everybody who will work it, right? So, have you found Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1? It says this, Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So as we break this down, now we're going to come at many different directions as we go up this hill, really defining what faith is. If you can't get to the scriptures fast enough, write them down to go back and meditate in them later and look up on the screen, because I really want to get a flow with this. I want you to get a flow. So now faith is. In other words... Faith is always 
now. Faith is not, I will be healed. Faith is, I am healed. Satan, who tries to separate you from your faith, because it's the only way that he can steal, kill, and destroy in your life, will try to get you to put your faith in time. And, and time will test faith. If you're believing God for a while, it'll test faith. Well, maybe, maybe it's not God's will. Maybe that pastor, you know, maybe, maybe he's just not right. It's, you know, not true, right? But we don't believe a pastor. We don't believe a person. We don't care how many letters they have behind their name. We believe what God's word says. And God's word is very clear. It's very clear. God's word is his will. Now faith is the substance, or you could read it this way. Now faith gives substance. That would still be an accurate rendering in the Greek language. Now faith is the substance, or it gives substance. This word substance means confidence. It means realization. It means ground. In other words, now faith gives substance of things hoped for. Hope is always future. Faith is always now. Right? So hope. Bible hope is not world hope. World hope is they're having layoffs at my, in my company. I really hope I don't get laid off, which means... I may not, or I may. I'm buying a lottery ticket today, and I hope that I win the lottery. Well, you may not, or you may. That's not Bible hope. Bible hope, that Greek word means it is a confident, joyous realization. Right? This is, now, this is very important that you, that you, that you see this. Bible hope is a confident, joyous realization. You can say it maybe more accurately like this. It's a confident, joyous expectation. It, it Literally, you read in the word of God that he sent his word and healed you. You read in the world of, word of God in Psalm 103, don't forget all of his benefits he forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. So you read that, and now if you're in a situation of sickness or disease and you see that God has provided it, so now you have, you're confident. Because if God said it, he'll bring it to pass. You're full of joy. It's joyous because you know it's not it may happen or may not. No, 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 this is done. I just can't see it right now. It's in the future. And I'm, so now it creates an expectation in my life. So you could read it this way. Now faith gives substance to those things that you're expecting. See, a lot of people are, are thinking they're in faith and they're hoping, which means Maybe they will receive and maybe they won't. Because, you know, I've got eight relatives who love God with all their heart and they all died in sickness and disease. 
And not only that, oh my gosh, you know, I went to a church and this pastor preached faith his whole life and he died of sickness and disease. <clears throat> and what does that have to do with what the word of God says? It doesn't have anything to do with it. Right? Because God's word is forever settled in heaven. <clears throat> so this is, this is huge. It says here that now faith, going on in this, in this definition, it gives evidence of things not seen. Or it is the evidence of things not seen. That word in the Greek for evidence means proof of things not seen. Of things not seen would be things not perceived by your senses. So now I've just thrown a whole bunch of pieces of the puzzle out on a table, right? So now let's begin to reel them in. Now, now watch how this will come together for you. Now faith is or gives substance of the things that I'm hoping, that I'm expecting to happen. It is the proof of things that I can't perceive with my senses. Faith is my proof that I have what I cannot see. Not that I'm going to get what I, have, what I cannot see, that I have it. And see, and you're to live by faith. Can you just, in those, just that little start, can you feel the pressure that's always on you to not walk in faith? Every, the whole world system is designed to create fear, right? So, and, and to create unbelief and to try to separate you from your faith. Satan, you're a non-issue to him. He, he just wants to separate you from your faith. Because if he can do that, you can't receive anything from the Lord, Right? So let's, literally, you could, you could, if you break these Greek words down, you could literally define this verse like this. Now faith is the confidence of things expected. The proof that I have the things that I cannot see. You could also translate it like this. Now faith gives confidence of things expected the proof that i have the things that i cannot see one translation says it this way faith is giving substance to the thing i'm hoping for right the amplified version of the bible the amplified classic says it this way now faith is the assurance, I love this, the confirmation, the title deed. Faith is the title deed. What if you had the title deed to your car? What would that mean? It's your, it's yours, right? What if you had the title to your house? You own it. Now, if you, were, if you were living in your house, right, and let's say you didn't make your house payment for six months, and all of a sudden a sheriff was at your door, and he said, uh, you're out. You, you, would, you, don't have, you don't have the title. Really, like I'm driving a car out there. Guess what? You know, I, I, I say it's my car, but you don't realize that's a faith statement. Because... 
it's, it's, it's owned by somebody else right now. But, but when I pay that off, they're going to send me the title deed. So, so let's say, let's say pastor's leaving and he's going to get out in his car and there's a, there's, you know, a guy kind of a rough looking, bigger guy, right? And, and there's this tow truck and he's got my car up on this tow thing, right? And, and I'm like, whoa, time out. Wait, wait a minute. You can't take my car. Well, what if I don't have the title deed? He's going to look at me and say, it's not your car. Should have made your payment. But my attitude's going to be completely different. If I, if I pull out the title deed and say, get away from my car, or I'm calling the police. Right? Right? Don't touch my car, because it's mine. You're not evicting me, officer. I respect you, but you're not, I'm not leaving my house because here is the title deed. You better go check your sources. This is mine. Do you know this is what Christians do, though? Do you know you have, your faith is the title deed. When you hear God say, I've redeemed you from the curse of sickness and disease, faith comes and that's your title deed. You're like, time out. I'm not trying to get healed, Satan. I am healed. I'm not trying to get and, and, and prosper. I am prosperous. Because faith is the title deed of things we hope for. Being the proof. Faith is the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as a real fact what is not revealed yet to my senses. See, this is why it's a joyous, confident expectation because you're like, I literally have, I know I have what I'm hoping for. I have it right now. Yeah, but you can't see it. It's okay. I have the title deed. See, could you imagine if somebody walked in right now and, and, and handed you a title deed to a 7 Series BMW over at the dealership? And they just said, hey, somebody blessed this, blessed you with this. Pastor Edwin, you know, you need to, you need to have the coolest car in Elkhorn High School parking lot. So here you go, right? <laughs> so, so... Could you imagine if Edwin would go, well, I can't see the car, right? I, I just, and he just throws it on the ground. I just don't believe it. That's what Christians are doing every day with the word of God. But, but no, 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 if he has the title deed, he, he's just, he's walking into the BMW dealership, hey, Throw me my keys. Don't, don't, not give me the keys to that seven. No, no. Throw me my keys. Right? Thank you so much. Did you wash it? Right? Is it, is it clean? Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Thank you for washing my car. Right? I mean, could you imagine, wouldn't, Edwin would be driving home going, wow, this is nice. And all he would be thinking about is really not ni how not how nice the car is, 
But how nice it was for that person to give him that car. So what do we do when we're in faith? Faith does this. Oh, Father, I thank you that I'm healed. Wow, I've been suffering for this, with this condition for so long. And and I know I'm healed. I mean, even, you know, you're walking. Oh, Father, I just, I thank you that I'm healed. You won't walk like that for long. Pretty soon you'll be running because faith will give substance to that that you cannot see. The New Living Translation says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things that we cannot see. The New American Standard Bible is awesome. It says it this way. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. It's the assurance. I am sure of what I'm hoping for. It's the conviction of things not seen. I know that I have what I cannot see. The New English translation says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for, being convinced of what we do not see. The centurion right? The centurion had great faith. He said, Jesus, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word and my servant will be healed. He was completely convinced. The woman with the issue of blood, listen, if I could just touch the little tassel coming off of his prayer shawl as a rabbi, I shall be healed. I shall be whole. And Jesus, when she touched him, He literally turned about and said, hey, who touched me? And everybody was thronging him, but he was touched in faith. The Bible says power or virtue went out of him and healed that lady who had had a hemorrhaging blood condition for 12 years. But the Bible says, for she said. The Bible said, for she said, after she heard. See, this all gets down to, you're going to see the funnel of all humanity is who are you going to believe? Do you know hell today is filled with people that chose not to believe that Jesus died for their sin and they, they literally chose not to receive that sacrifice so God doesn't even send them to hell. Hell was never even made for man. It was made for Satan and, his, and the angels that fell with him. But when man refuses to receive what Jesus did to save them and ransom them, God has to honor their will to be identified and to go with that. I want to live my own life. And the sad thing is everybody in hell realizes that nobody on the earth lives their own life. So this is why believing is so very important. So the question in your life is going to believe or is going to be do you believe this? Right? And then the question's going to be are you going to meditate in this word? Are you going to put it first place? Are are you going to submit your life to this word so that you could walk in all the blessings of it? And that's see 
you guys need to know you have been made to walk by faith. It's the most natural thing in the world for you to believe God. It's so wonderful. Moffat's translation, I love Moffat's translation of this verse. It says, now faith means that we are confident of what we hope for. We are convinced of what we do not see. Wow. We're confident in what we hope for, and we're totally convinced of what we cannot see. We're, we're right in the middle of a storm. We're like, oh, whatever. People are like, how could you be so happy? No, 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 no. I'm so happy because I already have the victory. And oh, is this going to be a great, this is going to be a great story. Hide and watch. I already know the end of this. I'm not wondering. Now, faith has nothing to do with feelings or emotions. Everybody wants to feel like they're in faith. And what they're doing is they're trying to feel, but what they're feeling, if you feel anything, you're just agreeing with the word in your mind and you feel good, maybe the music's the right way, or your environment's just right. Like right now, you know, we're in the presence of God, we're together, all this stuff, it's, 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 it's easier. It seems, okay, I get this. But what's going to happen when you go out there? Right? And even while you're here, if you'll let the enemy, he'll throw thoughts. He'll get you thinking about lunch. He'll get you thinking about the 19 things you got to do. He'll get you thinking about all you got to do at work next week. You know, he'll, he'll get you thinking about problems and situations in your life. Why does he do that? So that you never hear the word of God. Do you know when God says, I mean, this is amazing. When, do, you, do you realize when God says anything, we talk about how God's word is an enablement. Well, the reason why is because he's a faith God. Every time he speaks, it produces faith. So every time you hear him, if he comes up to Elisa, Pastor Elisa, and goes, Pastor Elisa, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That actually has within that word the ability to produce faith so that she can know, wow, I can do all things through him. It's an enablement. Faith never denies a circumstance. It never ignores a circumstance. Faith acknowledges that there is a higher power, which is God, which is God's word, that can change the circumstance. That's what faith does. Bible faith is not about believing with your mind. It's about believing with your heart. Faith is of the heart right? So let's read this again. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. So think of it this way. Faith gives substance to that which I'm hoping for. So, so let's say you have a furnace in your house right? And you can't see the furnace. It's, it's in some closet or it's down in a basement. You, don't, you, you can't see it where you're sitting in your living room. But you have a thermostat that you adjust. Let's say it's really cold and you want it warmer in your house. So you adjust that to 71 or 72 
degrees. So that thermostat is like hope. So when you set it to 72, you're ex- don't, when you turn up your heat, don't you expect it? You're expecting it to go to whatever degree, right? So it's kind of like hope. So faith is kind of like the wiring that goes from the thermostat to the furnace. Faith, see, see, if there's no wires connected, if you just go down and get a, now maybe, and it's not, we'll go old school, there's not Bluetooth, okay? So you just, you, you know, you just put a thermostat on the wall and then you turn it up and then you're sitting there going, why is it not getting warmer in here? Right, somebody's gonna come over and go, well, there's no wiring to the furnace. See, the furnace is like the healing. Right? And so faith is the wiring between the furnace and the thermostat that causes the heat to come into this realm and heat your room. Does that kind of make sense? So think about that. There's a lot of people living their lives with no thermostat or with with no wiring. And and this is why they have no wiring because I want to live my life and I want to do my thing and I just, you know, when I get in trouble, I just expect God to just move. And God's like, well, great, I've already moved, but it won't do you any good because you can't receive it. Because you're not willing to hear my word. You're not willing to put my word first. We listen to the word of God and we go, oh yeah, oh gosh, God wants to bless me financially and he wants to heal my body. Oh, praise God, I just love him so much. Ooh, what, what? You want me to forgive? You want me to forgive her or him? Uh, you, you want me to do what? You want me to actually go and become part of a local church? Yeah, I can't do that. Boy, I, I was hurt in church years ago. Right? Or I'm not willing. I'm not this. That's why people are, are that's why faith is so rare right now in the body of Christ. But we have to teach this because teaching it is how we grow in it. So let's go on with this. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Let's look at this example. So you hope for finances to meet a financial obligation. Faith gives you the assurance that you will have the money when you need it. Why? Because it's written. And, he, and my God shall meet all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Right? So you hope for finances, but faith will bring substance to that. It's your evidence. I have evidence that tells me I'm healed. I have evidence that tells me that I have the victory. Right? Faith will say about itself everything that the word says that that's very important that it's always in line with the word of god faith in god literally is simply faith in his word that's what faith in god is it's faith in his word many people want to get something 
and then believe that they've got it. Right? Many people want to get something and then, and then believe that they've got it. But you have to believe you have something and then you will get it. It's just, they're, they're flipped. Do you see that? You will never truly know God's word is good until you act on it and see the results reaped in your life. Remember Bible knowing? Knowing God's word is this, it's working in me and it's manifesting out of me. See, most believers, they don't really know. They live their life like God's not real because they've never truly acted upon his word, meditated in it, and acted on it, and have seen the result. It's so fun to watch Christians that see a result. I don't care if it's a pair of socks. They're just like, I was believing God for a pair of black socks with the Nike logo on it, and, and out of the blue, somebody in my church walked up to me and said, hey, the Lord was speaking to me. I was at Shields, and I just bought you these socks, and they're the exact one. You're just like, I mean, do you realize ministries have been birthed out of something like that? But most Christians, most Christians are living in, the, in a world where they go to church for 45 minutes, you know, their service is 45 minutes and they go, you know, one, one to two times a month and, and, and they, never, they never get in the word on their own. They're not around other believers and they want God, they want to know him, but they're in a wrong environment and they just don't know. Or they never hear teaching like this. Do you know this teaching? I mean, it's hilarious. This teaching right now in the body of Christ in America is a rare thing. You can't receive from God. You can't please God. You can't even get saved without faith. We're to live by faith, not in the mouth of two or three witnesses. It says it five times in the word of God and people will mock faith people. Now, we give them a good excuse because we get stupid sometimes, but, but the reality of it is, listen guys, faith, we gotta hear this stuff right? You'll never truly know that God is good until you act on his word and you see that he'll never lie. He always follows through. He always makes good. And, and I mean, have you ever lived in this cycle? I've lived in this cycle. You know, come to the Lord, man, just dive in and, and the blessings of God and his presence is coming in your life. And then you get a little lazy and then all of a sudden you're just kind of doing other things and then your life kind of falls apart and then you jump back and you, you, know, you run back to him and, and he starts cleaning it up again. Do you know God will do that for you your whole life? But th that's not fun. Kind of like marriage, right? It's a lot harder to have a bad marriage than it is to have a good marriage. I mean, you gotta, you gotta get up every day and think only of yourself which goes against the very core of who you are. You, you've got to look at a person that has given you their life 
and dishonor them and, and just, just it, you, you got to really always be working on that to tear up your marriage. Or you could flow in the love of God and just honor and, and, and just respect and value because it's what we're made to do as Christians and, and you could have a good marriage. And will you ever make mistakes? Oh, yeah. I mean, all of us as men are like, well, I wish I hadn't have said that to my wife. I mean, I'm like, honey, I've even said this to her. Can we just pretend like I never said that? Because that was stupid and, you know, and Jeanette gets this really cute look on her face and she's like, yeah, we'll do that, right? I love this. So here's the thing. Let's keep going a little bit more. Are you guys doing okay? Okay. 2 Corinthians 4.18 2 Corinthians 4.18 is talking about faith. It says this, it says, while we look not at the things which are seen. So the things which are seen, this is the natural realm. The Bible says, while we look not at the things which are seen. And this word, look not, this phrase in the Greek means we don't consider or compare the things which are seen. But we do consider and compare the things which are not seen. I compare the symptom that's illegal in my body to what the Word of God says. I don't compare, I, I don't always look at the symptom in my body and then compare it to my future and all this other stuff. No, I don't do that. I, I literally, I look, under, I look at things that I can't see. I look at the unseen word of God, the promises of God, that are more real than what we can see. See, truth, this is not just fact, this is truth. And truth will change facts. But facts can never change through truth. Can't change truth. Truth, see, that's why in our society today, Satan is behind the scenes really trying to eradicate truth. Well, truth is whatever you think it is. That's just not true. Truth is not even of this world. Truth is what God says. The word of God says, thy word is truth. We have seminaries that are literally saying parts of the Bible are irrelevant. Well, I'm sorry, I can't do that when the word says all scripture is given. It's God-breathed and it's good for doctrine and profitable, right? So when we look at this scripture, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, Boy, everybody just, just get excited because that means it's subject to change. If you can see it, it's subject to change. Ooh, man, I just went to the doctor and had my MRI and I could see that bulging disc. I can see that cancer cell. Praise God. People will be like, what? No, no, if you can see it, it can change. It's, and to be honest with you, this Greek word temporal means if you can see it, it's subject to change. Right? But it says here, but the things which are not seen are eternal or the things which are not seen are not subject to change. 
Isn't that good news? Wow. So the number one hindrance to walking by faith, this is really deep. This would be in the Tony Finley commentary. The number one hindrance to walking by faith is this, walking by sight. So if, you're, if you find yourself in your life spending time comparing and considering your natural life, you're going down a wrong road. The enemy's going to mess with you. That's not faith. I mean, think of it in relation to being single and wanting to be married. Right? I remember when I was single, really wanted to be married, had a ton of friends, had, was doing a lot in ministry, was you know, full-time in the corporate world. I didn't have time. To, you know, I, 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 wanted, I, I would only date for one reason. Is this person... Is this person, could this person be a candidate for marriage? Wasn't interested anywhere, you know? And I'd go on a date, and first dates were always going to be, we're going to talk a lot, we're not going to go to a movie or any of that stuff. No, we're going to go to dinner. And the bummer about it was, is three minutes into it, I'm looking at this person going, yep, no, not a candidate, right? And, and so, you know, and then they keep calling you, and finally you're just like, hey, I'm, you know, it's like, you know, I... I didn't call you back and ask you out again. Could you, right? But it, just not a candidate. See, this is the way we're supposed to live. Because as I was walking through life, this is what happens. If I started looking at natural things, I, the church I went to, I can go, whoosh. church in California that I went to, I'm like, yep, nobody here. The enemy's going, maybe you should change churches. Had a large college and career ministry, we'd see it. Young girl, young guy, they would be there for a while, and, uh, you know, they're like, yeah, there's nobody here for me to meet. So maybe I need to go to the bigger college and career ministry that has four or 500 people. And we'd see people leave, and we'd see people come back. Six, eight months, they compromised. They bought a counterfeit, right? Why? Because they got out of the will of God. Instead of just going, no, the Bible says if I delight myself in the Lord, he'll give me the desires of my heart. Well, if the desire of my heart is to be married, guess what? I mean, I had never met a person from Iowa before. And I'm living, and I grew up in Illinois. But I had never met anybody from Iowa ever. And now I'm living in Southern California, and all of a sudden one day, this beautiful lady shows up and I see the back of her head four rolls in front of me and the Lord goes, there's your wife. God brought her all the way from Iowa. Now, we don't really know why God did that to her, but she's gonna have to sort all that out. I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it, okay? That's why I'm telling you, your future is not in front of you. Your future's within you. So, so stop doing things that are violating your heart. That inner turmoil in a Christian is so bad. God wants you living free from that because faith, we walk by faith and not by sight. We look at things that are not seen. We don't look at things that are seen. I don't base how I feel on what I'm seeing. Faith deals with things not seen and not yet. Faith doesn't think, deal with things that are seen. Right? 
See, so, so, I mean, if I'm sitting here today, so I'm sitting here, oh man, I don't have any money. I didn't bring my wallet. You don't have, do you have any cash? Do you have like a $20 bill or something? Do I get it back? Um, yeah, you'll get it back. Oh, you got, okay, you have 20. Okay. Actually, let me see those. So you have, t I was born on January 22nd. So let's say, so, so here's $22, right? And so all of a sudden, you know, somebody's coming to church and they really need $22. Now, if they need $22 and they're believing God for that, so guess what? They can believe God for $22 as long as they don't have it. Is that right? Okay. As long as they don't have 22 bucks, they can believe God for that. But the minute that all of a sudden the $22, the people online are going, where's he going? All of a sudden, the people, all of a sudden, Diego no longer can believe that for $22, can, can he? There's no longer faith for $22. Why? Because he has it. That's yours. Yes, pays to go to church. <laughs> I have a feeling before it's done, you're going to be standing up here telling a lot of people that, probably. But literally, but see, faith is for things not seen and not yet. Right? So now, like right now, Jeanette's believing God for $22. <laughs> but the minute she goes in my office and grabs my wallet and takes out the $22 that she gave me earlier, right? <laughs> then she won't have to believe God for it. Do you see that? It's not now or not yet. So don't get stressed if you can't see it. Because a lot of times, listen, this is life. It could be life and death, what you're believing God for. Right? You can't see the restoration that God is going to bring in your life. But you could have a joyous, confident expectation. You can't see how that the enemy has to bring back to you everything he's stolen from you your whole life, but you can see, you can see it in Proverbs eleven thirty one that says the righteous shall be repaid in the earth. And you take that and you start meditating in it. And all of a sudden you're like walking around, father, I thank you. I thank you that you have made me your righteousness in Christ. And I thank you that the enemy has to bring back everything that he stole from me. For it is written in Proverbs 11.31 that the righteous will be repaid in the earth. And, you, and you, you know, you're meditating on that and all of a sudden the word goes off on the inside of you and you hear the righteous will be repaid in the earth. And all of a sudden you're in faith. You don't see it. And as you walk, you just, every time you think about it, you're thanking God, Father, I thank you. And all of a sudden, things start happening. Things start manifesting in your life. Don't put the pressure on you. Put all the pressure on faith. Because faith is your servant, the Bible says. Faith deals with things not seen and not yet. If you can see it, it's not faith, right? See, Diego doesn't have to, 
he, he can't have faith for, tw- for the pastor to give him $22 anymore because the pastor just gave him $22. Or I should say the pastor's wife just gave you $22. <laughs> right? What's that? There we go, 100-fold return, man. See, I'm helping you. See, I'm your helpmate. There we go. Healthy marriage, there we go. If you can see it, it's not faith. Now, this is huge because people see sickness in their body and try to apply faith to what they see. But faith is for things not seen and not yet. You must apply faith to what you cannot see. Now, guys, this is a big, 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 big roadblock. Right? So, I'm believing God for a bulging disc in my back to be healed. Right? I don't apply my faith to that. I don't look at that and apply my faith. I apply my faith to what I cannot see. Well, what can't I see? By his stripes, it is written, right? By his stripes, I was healed. It is written, I've been redeemed from the curse of sickness and disease. This is huge. This is like PhD level kindergarten stuff. Now, kindergartens, that's all we need. Kindergarten is all we need to just walk in victory over Satan, Amen. right? But, but, but it's time that we go to kindergarten and, and learn these things. And, and I'm being funny right now. This is a foundation. See, I don't apply faith to the disc. Faith, I apply it to what I can't see. So what do I, I got to find something I can't see. Oh, gosh, he sent his word and healed me. Psalm 10720. Do you see that? I don't apply my faith looking at the empty checkbook and looking at the bills. I apply my faith to what I can't see. And I and I literally I take the bills and I look and go, I called you, I call you paid. For it is written, my God shall meet all of my needs. Do you see that? You apply it to the word. See how simple? Do you realize how many Christians the enemy's stealing from, and it's that simple. It's that one thing. Right now, people are getting answers. Oh my gosh. They're, they're sitting at home. They're, they're going to listen to this 10 years from now. Well, Maybe, if the Lord tarries, whatever. But, you know, they're going to listen to this and go, wow, I've been applying my faith to things that I could see. No, no, you can't do that. Very simple. Faith calls things that be not as though they are. Right? Faith does not call things that are as though they're not. I don't walk around saying I don't have a bulging disc. Right? I don't say that. I walk around saying I'm healed. I'm calling those things that are not as though they are. Father, I thank you 
that my back is healed, that my disc is healed. I don't walk around saying I don't have a bulging disc. So if somebody asks you how you feel, tell them. Literally look at them and say, listen, let me tell you what I believe because I'm not moved by what I feel. Right? And I believe that by his stripes I was healed for it is written, it is written, it is written. Do you realize that literally God has never lied to anybody? He's never not performed his word to anybody that got in faith and stayed in faith. Do you realize there's never been a human being that has ever got in faith and stayed in faith that didn't see the answer in their life? I need to say that about a thousand times because the overwhelming thing that I see in this camp that we call a word of faith camp is mental ascent. And God is faithful. This is real. God's word is true. Let God be true, but let every man be a liar. Right? When Jesus said, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me, that I've been given a name above every name, and that every name must bow to the name of Jesus. Cancer, diabetes, right? Liver, kidney problems, heart condition, the coronavirus, I don't care what it is, it must bow to the name of Jesus, but we have to believe it, right? And this is why I love faith, because it's dripping with intimacy with God. Right? I mean, right now, guys, as Christians, all of us need to get before the Lord and literally stop trying to put faith on what we see on TV with this whole election and start putting our faith on what we can't see and invite the God of heaven to come and heal our land. Father, you said that as I pray, I'm to pray for my leaders so that we can live a peaceable life. So I know it's your will that we live a peaceable life. So Father, I declare in the name of Jesus that America righteousness will reign, that our land will be healed, that evil will be stopped, that righteousness will be reigned or will reign in this place, that we'll have the freedom to funnel the gospel all over the world from this country, that Satan cannot stop it. See, we're putting our faith in what we can't see. Why? For it is written. It is written. This is huge. Faith calls things that aren't as though they are. God is a God that tells the end from the beginning. To live by faith we must live, must live for the unseen. Stop looking at the circumstances and look at Jesus and what he did. It'll bring peace into your life. It'll bring joy into your life. I'm telling you, it will cause a revelation of the love of God to well up in you. Do you know why people don't walk by faith? And why they walk by sight is because they don't know how much God loves them. People think, well, you know, God will do it for everybody else, but won't do it for me. That's a lie. That's, imp that's actually impossible. Because God, God would not do anything 
for G, for he, he can't do something for Jesus and not do it for you. He's no respecter of persons. The Bible is very clear on that. Unbelief is operating in what you can see and feel. Unbelief operates according to the natural realm. Faith operates according to the spirit realm. In other words, faith is a lifestyle. Faith is a choice. 